please. Oh, uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main B bus undervolt. Roger, main B undervolt. Okay, stand by 13, we're looking at it. Welcome to Positive Arse Talks, hosted by Mike. The show that talks all things Arsenal, looking to build a positive relationship amongst the fans and players. Grab your cup of tea and stick around with me. It's Thursday, October 29th, 2020. Episode 7. We got beat by Foxes and won against Scots. Welcome to episode number 7. Hello, everybody. I hope you all had a great weekend. Mine was eventful without a car. Not really. I just decided to walk my dog around the neighborhood a bunch and chill inside my home. So, not the most adventurous weekend of any that I do recall. But, hey, you know, the cold air is on its way and that's all I really care about. As the famous quote goes, uh... Winter is coming. <laughs> Alright, well, today's topics include discussing our sixth English Premier League game against Leicester, which we lost one nothing. <laughs> as well as our second Europa League group match game against Dundalk, which we won today 3 nothing. And let's get right into Arsenal versus Leicester, which happened last Sunday. So we lost one nothing, and the starting lineup looked as such. We had Leno in goal. We had Hector Bellerin playing on the right-back role. We had David Luiz playing in the central-back role. I think right, because we play, finally played a four-man back. We played Gabriel on the left center back. We played Tierney over on the left back row. Then we had Ceballos playing in left center mid. Shaka uh, kind of playing that center defensive mid role and then making a triangle with Partey in front. But it seemed like they were interchanging so much and it looked like Partey was playing back so a little bit more so than the other guys. So if anything, it was probably by the end, Shaka playing on the left center mid roll and Ceballos on that right center mid roll and then Partey playing in that central defensive role. Then we had ourselves Bakayo Saka on the right wing, Alexandre Lacazette in the striker, and then Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, was playing in his left attacking mid or wing role, whatever you like to call it. I know it's formerly known as left wing, but, uh, you know, I like saying attacking mid. So I'm just going to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, if we go down by play-by-play play like we've been doing so far, um, in the second minute, Leno gave the ball away to Madison. You know, he was almost able to crack a long shot since Leno was out of the net, and he overkicked the ball to whatever person he was trying to pass to. I'm pretty sure that was Sabayas or Gabriel, and it's just like, Leno, we talked about this last week in the episode. You had some mistakes come up that uh, some people were a little bit more critical of because you're giving up the ball, and we're trying to play out of the back. You know, that just, the two don't work or coincide with one another. You know, like, that's not going to work. But... You know, he was able to 
not really save it, but the ball didn't go in, so nothing came of it, and good job. Kind of kept his head in cool, but that's just a silly mistake, especially that early in the game. That, that could change all aspect of the game. If you go down 1-0 in the first two to three minutes, I mean, that's such a lethal counterintuitive feeling of not getting any type of motivation. Everyone's uh, levels of patience just plummet. Everyone's morale goes down. It, sh it turns into a bad thing. You know, like, give the ball away like that? Come on, man. <laughs> but in the third minute, um, Lacazette almost scored a uh, corner came in from uh, a corner or a cross, and um, the ball came into Lacazette. He was able to put a head on it, and it went in. It hit off the... So the ball came from the left side, and the ball came in from Bukai Saka. Lacazette came up, got the ball off his head, hit off the right post, but in all of that moment, um, VAR overruled the decision saying that Xhaka was impeding the goalie because um, he didn't touch the ball. Uh, it was kind of strange because the goal, uh, so Schmeichel was in that, and he was wandering right, so it's like, if you look back at the videos, it looked like a clear-cut goal for Arsenal, but uh, whatever. With I really don't understand VAR anymore. Like, what is and what isn't a fail at this point? There's so many different things overturned or something that I don't think is a fail or even offsides, and they're calling it, and then vice versa. It's It's starting to you know, make my head hurt with all of these reverse calls and silly decisions, but, you know, I'm not going to sit here and waste my time and whine about it. It's there, it's supposed to make the game better, but I don't know. I think, personally, it's killing the morale of play. I like when it's a free-flowing environment. I feel like this is just too much stop-drop and cut. You know, there's just so many different things going in on it, and... I think once fans can start going back into the stadiums, maybe that will try and hamper more flay of the game or flow of the game to be played. You know, it's just come on, <laughs> it's getting a little out of hand lately. But you know, so what? We move on. We have to keep on going. Um, tenth minute came up where uh, David Louise. Was able to find Bellerin on a run behind the defense, and unfortunately it took a bad first touch, but was able to win a corner off of that. Nothing really came from the corner in that moment. Um, in the 12th minute, Louise was able to find Lacazette, as he was, uh, but he lost it off of his touch, but worked hard to deflect the pass to uh, Saka that, you know, the opposing defender was trying to play out. Um, the ball went straight to Saka, and his shot went out for a corner. Um, David Luiz, again in the 15th minute, was able to find, th you know, at that point he was able to find three players with this long ball. Um, he kind of looked like a American football quarterback at this point. <laughs> it just, you know, uh, the way that Leicester was set up without having Jamie Vardy having started the game. Um... You know, they decided to put all their men behind the ball. They didn't even play a strike. It was a strange formation. It was it was like a four... I don't even know what to call it. I just know that there wasn't a striker. It was like 
two wings or two mids with a center attacking mid. I I don't even know if you call it a 4-3-3. They just didn't really have an attacking role. Um, they were just kind of uh, playing as if the wide backs, if they were able to get a counterattack, would just go behind our guys and their players. But um, they didn't really have too much of a threat to hold the ball for them, so no one was able to hold it up in that uh you know, striker role for them. But regardless of that, um, the 21st minute, there was a good move from Xhaka to Lacazette. It went behind the defense, and then it led it to a layoff to Saka, but, uh, you know, nothing came of it. The ball shot over. Uh, 25th minute, Thomas Partey picked out an amazing pass to Bellerin as an opportunity to turn into a corner. Again, they keep finding Bellerin running behind the defense. He's doing really well with his attacking awareness. I mean, not that he was really bad at it before. It's just a matter of a fact that he's lost some pace because of all those injuries that he's encountered in the last two to three years. So, you know, it's a lack of fitness, but I think he's getting there. I think he's starting to look really good. He can run again. He's... Uh, finding space behind the defense to make himself more of a threat for his own team on offense. Not as much just defense. He's playing great on both sides. Um, he's been getting himself out of certain situations. Um, I think there was one moment in the Leicester game where there was about three defenders around him. Somehow he decided to do some uh, spinning move, making it a pass. It wasn't like a full spinning move. kind of like rolling the ball back behind him and was able to pass all in one motion in between all the three defenders he's he's looking at real exciting this year so i'm really glad that uh whatever rumors uh, again i know they're rumors but whatever rumors i heard of barcelona looking to invest in him or buy him back or even uh the psg rumors i'm glad he's here because i just don't think that cedric suarez would be able to be doing half of the things that he does so i'm very glad and pleased that he's still on this team um the 29th minute Louise was able to pick out one of those long balls out the Tierney, and then Tierney was able to put a cross into the six-yard box for Lacazette, but a save was made again by Schmeichel. Uh, the 36th minute, Saka had an opportunity, but to try to pass to Aubameyang, it was really a weird situation. Um, sometimes I feel like some of our guys try to make it too pretty in certain scenarios where they'll pass it behind somebody or... At a bad time when too many defenders find out that the ball's about to go to that person instead of like taking a shot yourself. I mean, if, if you have the ability, such as a player that is Bukai Saka, I want you shooting the ball. I know that you've got a rocket. I know that you know how to place the ball. I know you know how to shoot. I know, uh, like, that's just how you play. You know, I, I've watched you all last season. You did it at the left back position. So, what makes it different when you're playing uh, the left wing, right wing, whatever position you're playing, you know? Just kind of don't make too much sense. But, you know, just one of those moments. He's still young. He's growing. He's understanding. Maybe there's different balls he's trying to pick out and pass and play. And they just don't turn out to be the greatest decision. Uh, but, you know, all in all, he still had a good game. The 40th minute soccer again was failed. But uh, this is what what led to this happening was um, Shaka was able to clip the ball on the counter that Lester had. I just want to like point out the Shaka had a great game um, playing as both a defensive and somewhat of an offensive. Well, I can't say too much of an offensive threat, but he was such a big presence for us on defense that he was able to cut out balls. He wasn't making stupid errors or plays, committing silly fails like he normally does. You know, just the usual 
uh, Shaka that we're used to. And I'm just glad that he didn't do any of that stuff and he was able to play with a cool, calm, and collected head. Um, in the 42nd minute, Ceballos was able to find Saka, and unfortunately the ball hit off the defender, which he then picked up the rebound, but, you know, that was on the touchline, or the end line, whatever you want to call it, and he had the side netting after that. It was just an unfortunate uh, circumstance where the ball came back up, uh, he wasn't in a proper position, lost his balance, and just kind of has to kick the ball away. Uh, but yeah, after that, really not much to have at the first day I've ended, but I just want to make a point. Um, one big stat that I noticed that popped up on the screen at the end of the first half was that Arsenal had 11 versus one shot by Leicester at this point. And I understand that we're having an issue with finishing the ball. And I understand we're having an issue where we don't think there's any creativity or something in the middle, but if I see that, regardless of the fact that Leicester had played in the type of formation that they did and laid off and kind of allowed all of that um, pressure on them to just collect and receive the ball and stay behind it instead of trying to press up against us, that's regardless of the fact that we still had 11 shots in the first half. I'm a little confused when people are saying we don't have creativity. And, you know, I'm I'm not one of the people or fans that is going to sit here and talk about Ozil was treated badly. Or that Ozil was the worst player ever. Or Ozil did nothing. Or Ozil's getting paid money that he doesn't deserve. And all of that nonsense. Because it's none of my business. I mean, overall, if you look at all this stuff... Um, yeah, pretty much have Ozil not inside this team, and I think that maybe he would be able to instill some more creativity, but I understand he's also one of those drifters and lazy guys, and he's not used to pressing in a 4-3-3 or anything of that nature. He's usually just lurking behind the defense and defenders, and... How much is that going to work out if you have too many players on the field that do that? I'm not saying others too much, but William will drift from time to time. Not that he was even on the sheet. Pep will drift from time to time. Not that he was even on the sheet. Aubameyang drifts from time to time. He'll come back, but there's times where you're like, you look over and he's not really rushing too hard to get the ball or anything. I'm just tired of people saying that we're not creating chances when we have 11 shots per one. I agree that we should finish them. Like the point that I was trying to make. Sorry, I... Loss, you know, my train of thought, there's just so much on my mind right now with things going on personally, so I apologize. But, you know, we're creating chances. I don't want people to sit here and give them stick for not doing so or that we don't have creativity at all. We just aren't finishing our chances. That's something we have to work on a training, you know? That's up to, I'm sure that that's the logical approach that Arteta and his coaching staff has to take after this game, and go practice on shooting, and finishing the ball, and making sure that when we create a chance, we make sure that it gets finished, or is damn well near being so done, or, you know, you continue to put on the pressure to 
allow yourself to keep presenting these opportunities to try and score, you know? But it's unfortunate. Uh, it, it sucks when you see that you had 11 shots, not one of them really was finished, but that's how sometimes the game goes, and, you know, just need to remain patient and hope that we can score. But the second half begun, and in the 47th minute, Gabriel ended up doing a weird pass where he gave the ball away to Dennis Pratt, and he passed it too far ahead, um, and what happened was Pratt was able to take a shot but it went straight to Leno. I mean, it, we could have been down one nut, like zero to one or one nil by that point. I mean, it, it could have been bad, especially in the beginning of the second half. But you know, that's what it is. But um, walking out, you notice that Davi Luiz was kind of holding his leg. Uh, it sounds like he has some muscle issues. And in the 48th minute, we saw our first sub, where uh, we we saw him. We saw our favorite German. Man, uh, Scrogen Mustafi. I mean, didn't think I'd see his face on the field for a while, but hey, guys are injured. I guess we got to put him in. <laughs> but uh, nothing really happened too much uh, after that until the 54th minute. Um, Shaka had lost the ball, but it looked like a fail uh, in that situation. But regardless, the ball went to Madison. Then he looked to take a shot that got deflected and went out for a corner. It was just weird. Um, it looked like Shaka was just taken out from behind himself. And I didn't really see too much of the ball get taken. But, you know, hey, what's VAR for, right? <laughs> uh, 57th minute, I saw that Lacazette had ran into Johnny Evans and got a yellow card. Um, see, the, these are the stupid plays that I'm talking about. It's just like, why... Why do we have to commit these silly fails where we put ourselves in more pressure and risk losing some of our players just because they have a short temper? Calm down, okay? Relax. I don't mind you taking a fail sometimes if it's like three versus one and you take it that last guy or something. Like, that's a different scenario. But when you're the striker and you're just taking out a defender for the hell of it because the ball's in the air and you think you could just run him over and pretty much tackle him what are you doing come on relax in the 58th minute shortly after that uh there was a great ball from Sokka to tyranny on the left side but uh nothing went of it uh went out for a corner the 61st minute i saw that uh bellerin got really lucky with not getting a second yellow card uh from his tackle and jackson or justin i Really thought that he took him out. He was already sitting on a yellow card earlier in the game. That could have been bad news if we went down one or uh, to ten men. That's just that would have really lost all bit of confidence we would have had, or just would have really made it tougher for the guys on the field and push more pressure on them, and that we have to get out of shape because we lost one man on the field. You know, uh, we saw a second sub at the 65th minute. Uh, Pepe came in for Saka. Uh, the 67th minute, I saw a great ball from Aubameyang to Bellerin on a first-time volley, and the goalie blocked it. I mean, that would, it was a great cross overall. Aubameyang took the ball all the way down the left side with his speed. He found space in the middle. He crossed it. Bellerin was sitting there on the end of it, and he took a one-time rip with it. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. You can't really 
do your best to try and control or navigate where that ball is going to be kicked uh, or try to do some type of placement when you're doing a volley. It's just really tough, especially with the pace on the ball, but kudos to Bellerin for even trying to get that out there. Um, not that it's significant for us, but in the 70th minute, Jamie Vardy came in as a sub. And, um, well, let's just go right into it. In the 79th minute, because nothing really happened during that span of time, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a goal for Leicester City as Yuri Tielemans was able to uh, kick a ball that was put towards Sengiz Unda. Uh, the Turkish midfielder who was able to cross the ball from the right side into Jamie Fardy's area to put the header in, and it was 1-0 Leicester. Then in the 80th minute, we saw our third sub. It was Eddie Enkedia for Tiern, or, uh, Kieran Tierney. Not Tiern. <laughs> and then in the 91st plus second minute, Vardy almost got a second goal by catching Mustafi off guard on a run behind, but Leno was able to make the save, and that's pretty much it for the Leicester game that happened. Unfortunately, we went down a goal to nothing. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to get any goals inside of the net uh, during our first half uh, shooting spree. Because, uh, you know, 11 goals and not scoring doesn't really... S sound too great but uh yeah we'll see what happens from that i think we just need to be calm and patient as fans and know that we have some things to work on we might feel like we're missing creativity i think we have it i just think we need to work harder and start to be a little bit more tech i i feel like we lost some technical uh technicality that we had i feel like danny ceballos had a bad game just because He's usually the guy that's helping create threats and playmaking deep balls or making sure that a pass is set up and um, uh, beating the defensive line because he finds space in between them. And unfortunately, it was either giving up the ball, uh, passing it directly to the other team, uh, it would go out of bounds or something, or be overkicked, underkicked. Just all a bunch of different scenarios. So, you know, it was just an off game for some people. Uh, I thought Partey played great. I mean, nothing much you can say to what he did. Um, Lacazette was all right. You know, we're, we need a striker that finishes a ball. Um, Aubameyang's in a funk. He hasn't really um, scored as much as we would hope for with what we are paying him on his wages. But, again, I, I'm not really too concerned. I think we just need to remain patient. It's not like we're losing 4 nothing or something or we're not creating opportunities at all. It's not like watching us play with Emery where we allow uh, ourselves to just get behind the ball and allow pressure to come to us and try to play out of the back the way he did with pushing our left and right back so far up the pitch and only leaving two center backs instead of playing the three like the three four three that Arteta will use it ain't the same as that but um yeah overall not a favorable game right because we want to win but you know just gotta work hard gotta train hard we gotta work on some necessary things soon ensure that we're actually going to be able to score goals and finish in a top place in the league you know i mean 
I don't think that a goal was ever. I mean, look, not to say there was never a goal, but who doesn't want to win the Premier League? Well, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't say that. You know, we're really competing with some of the top teams. We we're working on a rebuild. It's going to take a few, you know, transfer windows to do so. It's not just going to happen overnight. It's going to be like. I don't even know if it would be next year. I don't think we can grab all the pieces we need, and who knows that we might m miss some or lose some, you know? So there's a lot of work to be done, and it's just rebuild process. I still have full faith in Arteta to work with these guys and help them boost their confidence and be sure to come out swinging, but it seems like they did so tonight because uh, I watched Arsenal versus Dundalk, and that was our second Europa League group game, in which case we won 3 nothing. Uh... So we saw a debut for Alex Runason in net. Uh, we had Cedric Suarez playing in the right-back role. Uh, right... No, no, no. I apologize, because I think what was happening here... No, no, no. I'm right, I'm right. So he was playing the right-back role. Mustafi was playing center-right-back. Lila Kalasinash was playing the left-center-back. And then Maitland-Niles was playing the left-back role. Then we had... Uh, Mohamed Elneny in the center of the park. Uh, we had Joe Willock on the right side and Shaka on the left in center mid. So it looked like we were doing a 4-3-3, but when we would be on offense or something, I would notice that it looked like we switched to the shape of a 3-4-3. That's why I got a little confused there. But we had Nicholas Pepe playing on the right wing. We had Eddie Nketi playing striker up top, and then we had Rice Nelson playing on the left wing. Let's go right into it. So, in the fourth minute, uh, Runison was able to get a good save off of a shot from Mekeleni. Um In the eighth minute, Shaka almost did the infamous Zidane header. Uh, I, I don't know what happened there, but uh, he was trying to head the ball and somebody was running into him. And it looked like he almost got it on his chest, but uh, not that it was intentional or that he called his mama whore or something like uh, the Italian player did to Zidane. But, you know. I thought it was funny, and I just wanted to bring it up, because uh, who doesn't love that memory? I mean, that's just, I don't think that's ever going to be lost in football or soccer history, whatever you want to call it, but that's just one of those leading moments, and I just thought it was funny, I almost did the exact same thing. Unintentionally, but regardless, you chest somebody, or you head somebody in their chest, I'm going to assume you're trying to be like Zinedine Zidane. <laughs> um, in the 11th minute, Suarez... Uh, had a one-time shot, but it was off-target by a large margin. Uh, in the 14th minute, a great ball came from Nelson to Willock, and Willock almost slipped through two defenders, but the final ball went out for a corner. We were really getting a lot of pressure right off the start. The 17th minute, there were gr uh, great press and defensive awareness from uh, Ainsley Mayton niles to beat the man to the ball, which almost led to a goal, but... The move resulted in a corner. We had a lot of corners this game. 19th minute, surprised. Mustafi didn't get a high foot called against him. So there was a guy that was actually looking to head the ball, and Mustafi's foot was above his own head. And uh, in the rules of FIFA, you're supposed to get a yell for that. So I'm glad he didn't get one, but he's got to watch with that. He's just... <sighs> Mustafi, don't do dumb shit. <laughs> And the 22nd minute, a cross came from Kolasinac to Pepe for a header, but the header went over the bar because uh, the ball was placed higher than the height of Pep, so that was that was probably kicked pretty high because I'm pretty sure he's like 
six two, six three, something along those lines. He's it's not a short fellow. Look, I'm I'm five seven. But hey. <laughs> that's gotta be pretty high if it's too high for him. Probably over like seven or eight feet. I'm sure he can jump pretty high, but regardless, good to get your head on the ball. In the 23rd minute, there was a layoff from Elneny to Nelson, and the Nelson shot wide. This whole attempt only happened again because it Ainsley, Maiton, Niles, great vision to find space in the box in between three Don Dock players for Elneny to run into. So he was kind of like staying in that center attacking mid-roll, and then uh, Ainsley, Maiton, Niles waited for him to shift his run into the box because they were just outside the 18-yard box, and then, yeah, just opens up play, so... Good, smart decision from Ainsley Maitland-Niles to be patient. Um, in the 30th minute, there was a great press from Suarez. He'd lost the ball, but then stuck up there and won it back. The ball went straight to Pepe after he had done so. Then to Enkedia, and then Pepe um, had a wide-open lane. But uh, Eddie decided to try and dribble the rest of the chance and lost the ball. And again, some of these younger guys are trying to... I know you're hungry for goals. I know everyone wants to score. I don't even know what I would do in that situation. I'm not a professional soccer player, but when I played in college or something or even high school, yeah, I, I wanted to score. Sometimes I did dumb plays where somebody was wide open. I could have been a team player. We could, I could have had an assist, but instead I want to try and be the hero. And I don't blame him. He's a striker. Every striker wants to do that. But, um, yeah, just start to build more awareness of when to and when not to pass the ball. Um, in the 33rd minute, Joe Willock had a nice run in the top right corner of the box and put a great cross at the end of the box for Kolasinac, but goalkeeper saved it and went over the uh, bar. Uh, they almost had another chance immediately after where Xhaka headed the ball out to Suarez from that corner, and um, Suarez passing the space in the middle of the box, and that Went straight to Enkedia's foot, and that shot was blocked. Uh, the 37th minute, Willock took a shot that was saved. I like the ambition. He kind of found space in the middle. Just figured, hey, you know what? Why not my try? It's my attempt, right? He didn't really have too many chances before then. He was passing, holding up play. He was doing pretty well. I think he deserved that opportunity. In the 38th minute, shortly after that, a Corner came, and the ball ricocheted back toward Pepe, who took a one-time shot that the goalie blocked, but the ball bounced back toward Enkedia, and unfortunately, because he didn't have the, his balance set, and he didn't get as much power on the ball, he could have tapped it right in the net, but again, because it wasn't enough power, and his balance was kind of off the place he was moving as doing it, it just went out of bounds and out wide. Uh, so that resulted in a goal kick. Then... In the 41st minute, Arsenal had a corner that was taken by Nelson. The goalie, Rodgers, uh, decided to come out and try to punch the ball, but he he missed really bad. Uh, he didn't even really get that much of a touch. He, like, flicked off one of his fingers. And unfortunately for them, but great for us, the ball was went right into Enkedia's feet, and he was able to just put the back, ball back in the net. And 1-0 to the Arsenal. 1-0 to the Arsenal. 1-0. <laughs> uh, shortly after that, in the 44th minute, 
a Dundalk midfielder gave the ball away to Enkedia, who was on the right uh, side, kind of covering between that midfielder right back role, and he was able to just take the ball next to that opposing left back, who the midfielder was attempting to pass to, and Kedia found Pepe, and Pepe took a shot that was blocked by a defender, but Willock got the rebound, ball that ricocheted off the def Dundalk defender, and he took it in to score from the left side with his left foot inside the six-yard box, and it is 2-0 to the Arsenal. And that was the end of the first half. Shortly, as soon as the 45th minute approached and the second half started, Willock had the ball on the right side. He was dribbling down. He did a turn inside of the box with a layoff that Pepe took and finished from the center of the 18-yard box with his right foot. It was 3-0 to the Arsenal at this point. And it's great to go up 3-0, uh, especially in the beginning of the second half. Not that I'm in, you know, I'm not. It, it, it kind of just fades away any type of motivation the other team would have to still keep going, but at that point, the game was kind of over, which had so much possession, as opposed to the time they got the ball, we had such a high press that they couldn't even adapt to it, and they were trying to play out of the back. Not a good idea when your guys don't look like they run as much as ours, but hey, kudos to those guys. In the 48th minute, uh, Mustafi was lucky again that he's still in the game. He could have got a red car because... VAR doesn't exist. He literally shoved a player while the ball wasn't in play, waiting for a free kick to be taken inside of the box. The ref came over to approach him and kind of discuss the thing with him, but you look at the replay, he clearly pushes and shoves the guy with no intent to try and box him out or anything. He just completely threw him to the ground. Now, if he got that high foot earlier in the game, like I said, which should have been a yellow card, and this was the second yellow, if VAR existed... Good thing it doesn't. Um, he would be out of the game. We'd be a man down. Regardless of being three up, that could change drastically. But, you know, what are you doing? Those doofus plays. Is it because you haven't played in a while? Or, you know, I understand you got to get used to it. But come on, man. None of that. Just seems like a head case. <laughs> in the 54th minute. A good attacking pressure from Arsenal. Saw Kedia take a shot that went wide. Uh, the 60th minute, there was great work from Ainsley Maitland-Niles to stop a counterattack that led us to doing a counterattack of our own. That led to a great cross in the middle from Nelson, but Pepe didn't run along with him because Nelson was inevitably on the right wing side this time, and Pepe was on the left wing, and... I guess Arteta wanted to try and get those guys crossing the ball more into the middle using their dominant foot. <clears throat> After that, in the 61st minute, we saw a double sub. Ceballos came in for Mustafi, and William came in for Pepe. In the 66th minute, Willick, rece er, <laughs> Willick received the ball in the middle of the box, dribbled around two guys, and he wanted to do an extra step, but he could have kicked it in with his left foot, but... Or at least take a shot, but he lost his balance trying to get it back on his right. And since he lost his balance and the ball was still open, the defender was able to clip it right out for a corner. In the 67th minute, a cross came in from Cedric Suarez on the right side to Enkedi in the middle, but the ball unfortunately hit his knee and went out of bounds. Uh, just um, unlucky, you know. 69th minute, we saw Angelie Maitland-Niles 
found space in the middle from the left back roll or left wing back roll and decided to take a shot, but that was blocked the 72nd minute. I saw great flashy moves of the body to take the defender going into a different direction from Joe Willock on the goal line. And the ball that was laid off from him straight to Enkedia was blasted right over the net. I mean, that's unfortunate, but that was a great play. I mean, he is just so slick. He's able to... Oh, oh. If I was playing, he would have probably broke my ankles too just because of the way that he was able to fake out... Uh, his body gesture to make the defender act as if he's going left and then cut back right. It, it was so awesome. If you had the time, I would watch replays or check that out. Look at, uh, you know, just look up Joe Willock uh, skills against Dundalk. I'm sure you'll see a pop up because others have to be talking about that. That was beautiful. Uh, we saw another double sub in the 73rd minute. Kieran Tierney came in for Granajaka, and then we saw Florin Balogun's debut for the senior squad coming for Eddie and Kedia. In the 76th minute, Nelson had a great dribble, or as I like to call it, a dazzle down the middle, making one player by uh, kind of just kicking it back and forth on his feet, doing a crisscross move, and then doing a completely different skill move on another, and then he was able to lay the ball off to William after that, but nothing came of it. I was just really proud of some of our boys show, coming up to show up and play, and I get it's a Scottish Premier League team, but I want those guys to have confidence. This is the place where it all begins. I mean, if you play hard and good in these games, it's only going to follow and present itself in the Premier League, because all you do is build up that confidence to feel like, I could take on anyone, and I'm going to beat you, you know? Uh, 79th minute, Kieran Tierney had great awareness to beat the man that was just sitting there waiting for the ball to come to his feet. Um, but Tierney was able to grab that ball. He gave it up to Balogun, who did well to hold up the ball, and they gave it to Nelson. He had a shot with his left, but, uh, you know, one of those scenarios where everyone wants to use a right foot. He went to the touch line and laid it off range to Mayton Niles, who then laid that ball off towards the center of the 18-yard box for Tierney, but unfortunately that just went straight up into the stands. Um, in the 84th minute, we saw Rice Nelson had received the ball from out wide from Danny Ceballos. He dribbled towards the middle, and again, that confidence. Uh, he took a shot that... Kind of barely missed. He saw the space. He could have finessed it and curled it into the corner of the right side of the goal. Uh, the 86th minute. I just want to know. If anyone does listen to the show or talk to me or message me on social media. What are your thoughts on the instance where Garland had held, down, held the shirt of Joe Willock while he was going into the penalty area? Now, I know that the foul, if it was called, was committed outside the box. I'm not vouching or praising that it should have been a penalty kick. But I'm just a little confused how that foul wasn't called. Is it because he gave possession to Arsenal because Willock was able to get another touch on the ball? I, I'm confused. I Personally, I would have just blown the whistle because as soon as someone's shirt or something is pulled, you're... They're losing their balance, or at least you've seen that that thing, that very thing happen. And even if they kicked the ball out of bounds, you know they were placed out of off balance because of the player that was holding a shirt. You know, it's kind of strange, but uh, yeah, 
questionable, debatable. No VAR. I can't really blame it. I don't. I don't like VAR. <laughs> but uh, yeah, unfortunate. Uh, and then in the 90th plus two minute of the uh, in stop of time in the game, a cross came in from Nelson on the right side to Balogun, who unfortunately I was really able to make too much out of that. I thought maybe he would score that, but I uh, just kind of headed it out of bounds. But kudos to those guys and you know in conclusion i say that you know the loss against lesser was unfavorable and unfortunate given how lopsided the opportunities were for us as we were carrying off the possession in the first half and had all of those shots and opportunities uh you know i think it's just time for us to work on more ways to create attacking opportunities and to do this, maybe we could possibly start changing up the shape and the formation a bit and instill some creativity and drilled, pos drilled possession into the middle. I feel like we're always so out wide that we forget about the middle or we're just trying to open holes from a CDM to a striker. And that doesn't really pan out as well. I just want to see like a somebody start going into a center attacking role. I don't think... Unless they're being instructed not to do so, I mean, you know, that's the only other thing I could think of. But, yeah, just have to work on that. Uh, Got to grab some points this weekend. I think three points is necessary in the Premier League to still give us a chance to be in contention for top four. It's starting to get to that point where we're about to get railed by a bunch of Premier League games that are going to be drilled into us before Christmas. Uh, it's like that winter break is... Winter is coming. <laughs> uh, Halloween's this weekend. Uh, November is kind of busy, especially with Europa League group matches still in the middle of the week. But yeah, just got to work on creating attacking opportunities. And, you know, maybe we can see different players or certain players playing different positions that might be beneficial in other areas of the field that we didn't realize existed. And maybe Arteta's working on that right now. You know, we'll see. But. As I said, it was encouraging our win against Dundalk today. It was awesome and necessary to build our momentum and confidence going into the weekend. I felt some questions were answered to show that the lads still got some fight in them while in the attacking third. And it's good to go into Sunday against Manchester United this upcoming Sunday with this built momentum. I, I really do. And, you know. They've been looking suspect in certain areas, but in the Champions League, they look really good. I wonder if they're just a Champions League team this year. Fingers crossed, because I'll take three points to Premier League if you want to just focus on that. <laughs> but no, it will be a really big match and a test for us to show. Are we going to show that the top six, hey, we're the real deal, you know, like enough with these games. We might have lost to Liverpool. We might have lost to Manchester City. We might have lost to Leicester this past weekend, but... Now we mean business. No more of this, you know? But I think we just all need to be collectively calm and patient. All of us. Because, you know what? I saw tons of comments today on social media by the 30-minute mark saying things like, This isn't good enough. These guys are rubbish. They should be 3-0 already. Or three uh, up 3-0 already. Blah, 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 blah. And, of course, those comments didn't age too well. Uh, but... I just feel like we get so caught up in expecting things to happen instantly and right on the spot, but that's not how this game of football works. You gotta 
take a second to just collect your negative thoughts and throw them in the trash bin because it's not wanted by anybody else, especially me. I mean, you're opening your own opinions. You can sit here and shit on every single player you want, but do you think that that's really being beneficial or giving concise criticism of saying that you're shit? Yeah, that's a great argument. Thank you. <laughs> like, come on. But regardless of that, you know, just trying to build awareness of being positive. If we're all positive and have the right proper intentions to watch the players have fun and for us as a whole to be happy and work together, we can really do a lot of damage to help motivate the team to know that we've got their backs. We, we trust them. We're working hard with you. We, we'll do whatever you got to do and we'll do what we have to so on our you know? But... Stay safe, everyone. Have a great weekend. I can't wait for the game this weekend. On that note, love and light, my friends. Until next time. Come on, you gunners! Take care.